definitely human. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It is the winter of 1926. Dr. Dorothy Taylor has reunited her friends after five years to chase the echoes of an evil they thought vanquished. Across the snow-buried American Midwest, our heroes have pursued new enemies in league with old ones. Death attends them at every corner, and despite their crippling exhaustion on this endless night of horrors, to stop now would be to surrender everything they have fought for. A deadly conclusion to their American investigation is unavoidable, and if they are to survive, they must finally put aside their differences and work as a team. Because there is no I in the infinite bad. The Butchers of Goose Lake, Part 8 Inside the brick distillery, Dorothy and Cornelia can see four large stills made of tarnished copper dominating the unpartitioned interior of the structure. Various pipes and tubing run without any apparent logic from one device to the other, and strewn in almost every available space are hundreds of crates with the same bottles they saw on the train filled with reddish-yellow liquid. Vinny and the homesteaders are talking excitedly while working at what looks like a large chemistry set. Several more homesteaders are arrayed in a semicircle, chanting in an unrecognizable language, all carrying firearms. In the center of the room, flanked by two of the stills screeching with steam, is Joy. She is bound to a table, propped up at a diagonal angle. Her eyes seem downcast, and as one of the homesteaders shifts, adjusting his shotgun, Dorothy and Cornelia's eyes are drawn to a figure beside Joy. It is unmistakably the willowy frame of Angela Gresley, placing a delicate ivory hand on Joy's damp brow, whispering something to her. Cornelia starts, bristling at the monster who dares to touch her daughter, but Dorothy quickly restrains her by the shoulders. 
Inside, Joy pretends to be asleep, secretly watching Vinny and his men mixing reagents in an array of beakers and titration glassware, and heating a large flask of liquid the colour of weak tea. The smell of acidic malt is overpowering, and she hears Angela's soft murmuring beside her increase in volume, almost excitedly. The homesteader's chanting syncopates with Angela's rhythm in an otherworldly call and response. Meanwhile, outside the house, Sebastian is facing two people, staring down the barrels of their guns. He grins lopsidedly. Uh, yeah, I've thought about this long and hard, and <laughs> I think I'm, I'm gonna say... Uh, hello. And then I'm gonna shoot them with my shotgun, I think. <laughs> uh, or just in their general direction. Yeah. Okay, make a uh make a dexterity check. See if you get the drop on them just through sheer ballsiness. <laughs> 17. Wow, okay. I'm gonna let you take your shot first. 12. That's a hit. Uh so <laughs> you spray them with both barrels or one? Yeah. Okay, you fire off both barrels. Um Roll 3d6, and they're right next to each other, so the spray would catch them both. Eight. Great. You blow them both away. (laughs) You raise your shotgun, fire both, make a strength check to um, see what the kickback of firing both shells at once does. Four. Four. (laughs) The shotgun butt fires into your arm. And the force of it, you take one point of damage yourself. Oh, God. Um, but you've blown both of them away, uh, and they fall to the ground in a, in a kind of pinkish-red mist, barely even having the time to cry out an alarm. <gasps> okay, well, that's a good distraction. Yeah, that's a great distraction. Yeah, Cornelia and Dorothy, you kind of, your heads jerk around <laughs> as you look over and you see these two corpses slumped to the floor in front of the house. Is it loud enough for anybody in the red brick building to have heard, or...? Let's see. One of them has. Okay. Uh, It's very loud inside the building because of this screeching steam from the stills. But one of them has and is uh, talking to the others. The others don't seem to be noticing. They're chanting too loudly and and too animatedly. So he starts heading out towards the entrance, though. Uh, He's got a rifle. He's the one with the rifle who shot Sebastian in the first place. He hasn't seen either you, Dorothy, or you, Cornelia, and he starts heading out towards the entrance. I would like to uh, go up behind him Mm -hmm. and slit his throat. (laughs) (laughs) Make a stealth check. (laughs) 13. Make an attack at advantage. Uh, 16. That's a hit. Uh, Roll for damage. 1d4 and then double it. 2. Uh, Okay, so you grab the man from behind and you start trying to slit at his throat. Um, Yeah, it's just sawing at the flesh of his neck, but he manages to get his hands in between just in time and you cut this ragged gash across his neck, but you don't actually cut into his jugular vein and get that arterial spurt that you were hoping for. (laughs) I'm going to go in and try to... um... Okay, make an attack at advantage. Oh my god, you guys. Oh no, four... Form. (laughs) As Cornelia is holding the man from behind, you rush up and try to stab him as much as you can with a flurry of blows in in the stomach. Um, But he manages, as you run up to him, he grazes his legs up and he kicks you. 
gives you a donkey kick in the in the chest. You manage to block it with your arms, not take any damage yourself, but you're sent reeling backwards. Uh, he starts hollering at the top of his voice oh, now. God. Oh, I'd like to keep sawing at his neck. <laughs> okay, he struggles oh, against you. Uh, his hands make a strength check, Cornelia. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Okay. Um, make an attack roll. Sixteen. That's a hit. Same again? Yep. Am I doubling it this time? I'm not. No, you're not. You're not. Two. Um, so he's managed to free himself of you. He, like, pushes you off, but you lunge at him. And he tries to bring his rifle up to bear, but it's too close quarters. And you stab him in the chest. Uh, but it's the wrong side. It just goes straight into his chest. And you can tell that it's punctured his lung. And you can hear this loud wheezing gasp from him. Uh, as he tries crying out now, but his voice is starting to weaken. Uh, Dorothy, you can attack him again. Yeah, I'm going to attack him again. Three. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. With a yelp, you jump. You jump at the man's back and try try to stick your knife through into his back. Um, But as soon as you land on his back, he kind of jerks you off and pushes you back. He turns around and now he has brought his rifle up to bear on you, Dorothy. No. Okay, the shot fires wide of you, though. Uh, but it's Jesus. a loud rifle crack. Uh, and it actually, it pings into the wooden house by you, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can see some, some sort of altercations going on there. I, I rush back towards Cornelia and Dorothy. Um, I guess I uh, use the butt of my... Uh, Knock him out instead of sawing yeah. his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Was the knife blunt or something? I don't understand. This is the most undignified scramble. Okay. 17. Great, roll for damage, 1d4. 4. With a roar that slowly builds deep within your throat as you're just kind of trudging through the snow as, as Cornelia and Dorothy are ineffectually <laughs> lunging at this man with their knives. Uh, you you walk right up to him and then just smack him really hard with the butt of your shotgun. You can hear the loud crack of his nose and he just slumps to the ground and drops his rifle. I guess I look at Cornelia and Dorothy like, did that, did that work? I feel like that worked. I think it worked. Yes, it did. It worked. Okay, so um, everyone inside the brick building uh, has stopped chanting now. <laughs> This is going very well That's so far. Let's keep way. it up. Save me. Uh, okay. Joy, Angela is the only one who has continued to chant, but now she's doing so like very intimately, like almost breathing her face very close to yours. At the sound of the rifle shot, she looks up and looks out, and you can't see what has caused this rifle to be shot. As you look out, you can the, the, the windows are kind of fogged up, and you can't really see what's going on outside. You assume that it's your companions, though. And then Angela soothes you and says, don't worry, don't worry, it'll all be over soon. Am I really strapped and splayed? Like, can I, like, knee her or, like, headbutt her or, like... You can make another dexterity check to try to wriggle out again. Eleven? Yeah, I think you can get loose enough to to get one arm free. Okay. But what do you want to do with that arm? Punch her in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Roll your attack. One. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, is there a zero on this thing? Can it get any worse? Oh shit! That was all I had to play. Uh, um, oh god. Okay. Uh, 
I'm not going to make old bones, guys. We had all these grand plans. <laughs> Your circulation has been cut off from being splayed for such a long time, Joy. Oh, and what you what you imagined as being like a vicious punch is really just you kind of bending your arm around her, almost as if to embrace Angela. Um, she takes this as a sign of your of your submission to to the fate that is in store for you, uh, and she she brings you into an embrace. Uh, she she says, "Yes, yes." Soon you'll be like me. We'll be we'll be the same, you and I. Oh, I've, I've, I've seen so many worlds go by, Joy. What do you mean? How old are you, Angela? Tell me more. Like, how will I be like you? She puts her hand on your belly now, and she says, inside you, soon, soon, they'll give you the tea, and you'll drink the tea, and then soon there will be one of me inside you. I... What do you mean, one of you, Angela? Why can't I live forever? What are you talking about? <laughs> you get to live forever more. We've seen you so many Don't, times. We're all each other's daughters, Joy. What do you three want to do, Sebastian, Dorothy, and Cornelia? How many people are inside that building? Loads. Okay. Plenty. I see. Can we be any more specific than that? No. <laughs> like eight or nine, I think. So. so they're presumably going to come out of a door, turn right in the direction of a house. So if we're the other direction, we come in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we need the strongest person. I think Sebastian needs to go in because we don't really want to get into a firefight inside the like we don't want to shoot Angela Gressley. We just want her to be subdued and away from Joy. Yeah. So I think Sebastian goes in to do that. And I think you and I need to take some shots. Shoot as many of these guys as All right. possible. Um Sebastian, take my knife. Uh I do have a pistol though. But you don't want to be shooting on the inside of the building. I kind of do want to be shooting, actually. But there's explosives all around, and we really don't want to kill Joy. Would be our really, it would be really bad. So the opposite of what we want. Yes. Um, I also have my fists. So you hold on to the knife. I'll go into the. I'm not going to argue. Fine. (laughs) I might take the gun though. The shotgun. Go ahead. Okay, I take the shotgun. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You go inside. We're gonna make a stand. Yeah. Oh, so you're making a stand. Against all the people coming out, you're not going to hide. When you phrase it like that, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds silly. Let's but... take cover behind the house. Okay, go yeah. into the house. We go into the mm-hmm. house. Uh, okay. They all leave. I sneak in. You guys head for the house. Yes. Yes. Sound like a plan? Yes. Great. Yes. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> go team. Um, Cornelia and Dorothy, uh, you don't need to make stealth checks. Sebastian, you do need to make a stealth check. Twenty. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, okay, so the uh, the homesteaders step out with their firearms already raised. Uh, Vinny is at the rear of them, uh, and he says, "Fan out! I know they're here somewhere." But almost immediately, they see these two huge bloody smears in front of the house where the two people that you blew away with your shotgun are, Sebastian. They say, they're inside the house! And they start rushing off through the snow and the door kind of swings and you're behind the door. (laughs) 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 This stealthy grin on your face. Uh, And you manage to steal inside the large brick distillery uh, without being noticed by anyone, not even Angela Gresley, uh, who is now with her hand on your abdomen joy and kind of grasping it more tightly. Dorothy and Cornelia, you managed to dash and scramble and get inside the house before the eight or so or seven homesteaders have left the distillery. 
So, uh, what do you want to do inside this house? There is a, what looks like a kitchen slash living area. It's got a table and a couple of wooden chairs. Okay. And then the second room is what looks like a bedroom. Um, Firstly, barricade the door. Yes. And then we upturn the table. Yeah. It won't provide good cover, but at least they won't be able to see us so easily. Yes. And we okay. can shoot over it. Yes. Uh, I was thinking to use the bedroom as a place to retreat to if they breach the okay. entrance. Then we can go into a bedroom and mm-hmm. continue shooting or just leave through the window. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you do that very quickly. You manage to barricade the entrance and make the table into makeshift cover at the window of the home. Just as you lower the table to become cover, uh, you hear Vinny's voice uh, echoing out over the snowy wilderness. And he says, come out, Miss Cavendish. No! (laughs) (laughs) You're a bit like a fox at the end of its tunnel, eh? Where do you think you're going to go from here? You really think you're going to shoot your way out of this? Can I see him? Uh, make a perception check. 14. You can see him. He is behind several of the other homesteaders, but he is there with his pistol in hand. Okay, but what, there's a line of homesteaders in front of him? I mean, mm-hmm. he's behind them? Yeah. Okay, I take a shot. Okay. 20. Yes! <laughs> okay, uh, roll for damage. That's a d10 and then triple it. Six. All right. Wow. Well, still, <laughs> you hit Vinny. Uh, you hit Vinny right in his face. However, you don't hit his kind of brain. You, but you take off the side of his chin and cheek, and it just he he flies backwards. He kind of jerks back with the force of the blow, and then falls mm-hmm. back on his rump. Mm-hmm. And you can see that his it, basically half of his jaw and face is hanging off of him as he screams in agony. Does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> The homesteaders fire. I duck. <laughs> I duck and cover. I roll. Uh, <laughs> they don't manage to hit their bullets. Glance off of the cover that you've you've managed to place the yes. table. Um, the bullets are not heavy gauge. A couple of them have pistols and shotguns, and so none of it is designed to penetrate through the heavy wood of the table. So it's very good that you've actually used it as cover. Mm-hmm. Um, Dorothy, you can take a shot as well. Yep. Who are you aiming for? Um. I think whichever of the homesteaders is is closest, probably. Okay. Or whichever one has the most dangerous looking weapon. <laughs> I think that's what I want to be looking at. 16. 16, that's a hit. What are you shooting? Your revolver. Uh, revolver. D10. 7. Nice. Uh, you peg one right between the eyes. Uh, he was holding a shotgun, but he slumps to the floor. Those shooting lessons coming real in handy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sebastian, uh, you're behind Angela and you can see Joy and you notice that Joy is looking at you. She can see you, but she's trying hard not to let on that she sees (laughs) you behind Angela. Okay. And there's no one else here. There's no one else here. You can can smell this rank, malty, citrus smell now that's all around you, fumes everywhere. And what else is there... Uh, in this room uh so there's these four massive copper stills that seem to be pumping out this reddish yellow uh explosive fluid and then there's this chemistry set right in front of the table where joy is being propped up on and this chemistry set it seems to be some sort of refining process where it will actually become whatever they might be intending to force feed joy i would like to walk up behind angela and <laughs> punch her in the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try and snap her neck. 
Okay. Oh, damn. Okay, cool. Uh, make an attack at advantage. 13. That's a hit. Roll for damage, D4. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you try to go behind her and grab her neck and give it that kind of snapping, twisting motion. Um, but instead what happens is you grab her by the face and then just like throw her <laughs> off joy. Um, and it still hurts. You've yeah. still thrown her to the ground by her face, but you haven't snapped her neck in the clean, uh, kind of efficient way that you wanted. She yelps in surprise and stumbles to the floor. Joy, what do you want to do? What can I do? Wriggle. You've got one, ha- got arm, one free. arm free. Can and so I now you can use it to, yeah, other. you can use it to untie your other okay. arm. Uh, oh. No, you don't need to make a check. That's oh, fine. Right. But you'll spend your turn now. You've got both arms free. Okay. Hello, Joy. <laughs> oh, Sebastian. I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> Good to see oh, you, too. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, I have a service pistol. Would you like it? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I give Joy my service pistol. Uh, Angela stands back up, uh, looks at both of you. Her mouth gapes a little bit. And then she turns around and runs outside. The coward. Well, I mean, can we see her from the window? Uh, not yet, but it is your turn okay. again, Cornelia. Because when I do, <laughs> I you can take another shot now if you want. Yeah, sure. I'll shoot into the into a crowd. Okay. Are you trying to pick out Vinny, or are you just shooting into the crowd? I mean, now that he's kind of subdued, mm-hmm. I like to have a chat with him afterwards if he's yeah. still around. <laughs> so I'm going to kill him last. Wow, we've changed. <laughs> 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 wow. Okay, yeah, I'm just shooting at, uh, like Dorothy, the person with what looks like the most dangerous weapon. Nine. <clears throat> Your shot rings out, uh, kicks up the snow a few yards beyond mm. the person you were aiming at. Uh, Dorothy? Yep, the same. One. <gasps> Ooh, what were you firing? Your revolver? Yeah. The gun jams. You won't be able to fire next turn. Okay. So now is them. Cornelia. One of the shots finds its way through the wood of the table uh, and manages to make... Let's see how... A relatively glancing blow. It must, most of the force must have been taken out by the journey through the table. You take three points of damage okay. uh, as it lodges in your abdomen. In my abdomen? Oh. Yep. Uh, you hear two loud thuds as two heavy-set bodies slam into the front door. The door buckles. It's clearly not meant to take very much force. Not much we can do about that. Oh, no. Uh, Sebastian. Angela Gresley has just run off. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can get yourself free. Protect yourself with a gun. The others are in the house. I'm going after Angela. Okay. See you soon. See you soon. Go, Sebastian. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Make a dexterity check, Sebastian, as you sprint after Angela. Five. Um, okay, so Angela is a lot quicker than you. She is darting into the snow, uh, but you do notice that she is not even going towards the other homesteaders. She's just going straight into the blank wilderness beyond. You can roughly keep pace with her, but she's she's making gains on you, basically. Joy, you uh, are free. able to untie your yeah, legs, and now you are fully able and mobile. Okay, well, firstly, I would like to smash the tea thing. Just Whatever's the, this, brewing the tea, I yeah. just, yeah, I want okay. it gone. Just bam, okay, not yeah. that again. You sweep the, all of the glass paraphernalia off of the table and it comes to the floor in a, a crash and a splash and clatter. I'm very satisfied. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I would like to sneak to the window and look out and see what kind of situation is happening with the girls in the house. Okay. Yes. So now Cornelia and Dorothy, what would you like to do? There's two people running against the front door. Yeah. And I'm at one of the front windows. Can I see them at all? You would need to like peer out over the table that you're using as cover. So you'd be exposing, you could easily get a clean shot, but you'd be exposing yourself to the to the remaining three who are still firing. In that case, I'd like to fire at the remaining three. Okay, go for it. Six. The pain of the bullet lodged in your abdomen is throwing off your aim now and you lose concentration. And once again, your shot kicks up a mound of snow uh, in the far distance. Dorothy. Okay, so I can't shoot this round. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking I might go into the bedroom and try to assess the situation if we need to retreat to there. I guess I want to like, like open the window, make sure we have like a clear escape route if we need it. Okay. So you rush into the bedroom. It looks more like some sort of rank nest than a bedroom. There's half a dozen piles of flea-bitten blankets that have clearly been used as bedding strewn around a large brass double bed. The stench of unwashed bodies and other waste is eye-watering here, and you find it difficult to even cross the threshold into this room. Uh, It's strangely warm, though, uh, and you find yourself beating with perspiration almost immediately just as you take in the surroundings here. There's a variety of ornaments and baubles that you can't really focus on with the stress of the situation, uh, as well as a bunch of papers that's just strewn over the bare mattress on this brass double bed. There is a window at the back that none of the people in front seems to have uh, thought about trying to approach this house and flank it. There is a window that you could get out of this house from if you needed to. Alternate, you could also try to drag up the double bed and use it as cover over the doorway to the bedroom. I have a strength of seven. I don't think I'd be able to do that myself. Yeah, you might. Still. I mean, maybe just open the window. Yeah, I'm just going to open the window and make sure that's not jammed or anything like that. Yep, yeah, the window opens. Now they are taking their shots just at you. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the shots all impact onto the wooden table with no effect. Um, however, the, the two men who were breaking the door down have now succeeded. The door, which was barricaded with a chair and tipped over against the knob, uh, splinters and just flies off its hinges. And two of the men, both with shotguns, stride in. Sebastian, make your dexterity check. 16. 16. You are gaining on Angela now. She is stumbling in the dress that she was wearing. She doesn't have the same mobility that you do loping through the snow. Uh, now you're starting to pick up your speed. Like uh, like uh, the, the momentum is, is starting to, to build with you. Um, Joy. So what can I see out of the window? So you can see that there is Vinny still on the ground, clutching his bloodied, shredded face. There are three men with pistols still shooting at a table that has been propped up over the windows of the house's cover. And the door that has just been kicked off its hinges, there's two men standing there. What I ideally feel like I'd like to do, if I can roll well enough, is to get one of the explosive cases, throw it and shoot it. Uh, So a case would have a dozen bottles in it. Uh, presumably even one bottle would make an explosion, yeah. though. So you could just throw one bottle and then okay. try to shoot it. Yeah, I'll do that then. Yeah, so make an attack roll for the bottle and then make another attack roll to try to shoot it. 10. 16. Perfect. Okay, so you throw the bottle in the rough proximity of the three men standing in front of Vinny, uh, and then you shoot it successfully. So roll 5d6 for damage. <laughs> 16. 16. Wow. Okay. Uh, With a roar, 
the bottle explodes and there's a flash and uh, and then kind of a, the, the wet sound of blood splattering across the fresh driven snow. As the, the snow falls again in these chunky flakes, uh, you notice that the glass shards seem to have ripped through everyone there. Uh, all three oh. of the of the men standing with pistols and Vinny, uh, they seem to be just kind of bloody messes now. Uh, the two men who were... <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes. Uh, the desired effect. The two men who were standing in the doorway, they were looking at you, Cornelia, but now they look back towards what, what just happened there and they don't seem to be able to make sense of it. Uh, Cornelia, you've got advantage on them if you want to do anything. Well, I guess it's for choices between shooting one of them and running. I guess... Shotgun at that close range, you could potentially shoot both of them, no? Yeah, if you shot them with a shotgun, it would hit both, for sure. Okay, I'll do that then. Go for it. 17. That's a hit. Roll 3d6. Uh, nine. Wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just slaughtered, like, nine people. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, but your shotgun blast rips through the room, uh, shattering the windows on the far side. Uh, and slamming the door back closed <laughs> after they had uh, slammed it open, uh, they both kind of fall back against the wall of the of the house and then slide to the floor, leaving a long bloody wake on the wall. Dorothy, you you come out of the bedroom and like we can retreat in there. If we... <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, well I done. I would like to, I guess, survey the scene of devastation <laughs> to make sure. I guess is Vinny yeah. definitely dead? Uh yeah, he's he's a greasy smear on the snow right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's all right. Yeah, uh you take it all in. Yeah, it's it's a scene of real carnage. So do you continue chasing Angela? Yes. Twelve. You are pretty much almost caught up with her. You can call out to her or you can take a shot at her, or you can even lunge at her. Don't think I've got a gun on me. No. I'm gonna lunge at her. Okay, make an attack roll. 18. You, you tackle her. Uh, you just swipe her at the knees and she crumples to the ground, her thin willowy frame. Uh, no match for your massive bulk. Okay. Um, well, while she's down, I am going to take something from my jacket pocket, which is a flask, and I say, Angela Gresley. <laughs> Little do you know that I have God on my side. My brother is a priest and he has blessed this water. Oh, God. And I, oh God. I splash my flask of holy water all over her face triumphantly. Okay. You splash the water, uh, which is, it, it steams immediately in the air at, because it was at body temperature. But other, and you take this to be evidence of it working. Um, but really, she, she it's just water and it just splashes ineffectually on her face. Die, um, you devil! Die! It just kind of mats her, her quiffed hair uh, across her face. Uh, and as you realize that it's not actually eating into her into her <laughs> malevolent flesh at all, uh, you notice that she started to laugh. Uh, she started to let off this this kind of giggling laughter that seems uh, somehow inhuman in in a way that you you can't quite understand. Uh, and then her mouth starts to dilate as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that did not have the desired effect. <laughs> <laughs> you dehydrated her. <laughs> More powerful than ever now. <laughs> um, uh, 
I guess I take a moment to reflect <laughs> on the choices I've made that have taken me to this moment in my life. Uh, and then I just pummel her with my fists, I guess. Okay, uh, make a will save. 13. Okay, you raise your fist and it crashes into her face. Uh, and you are unable to stop yourself from raining repeated blows into her face. And it begins to crumple almost almost too easily, almost as if you're peeling away a cartilaginous layer uh, over what, what should be her real skeleton. And her face just mashes into a pulp quite quickly. And she continues to laugh as you do so. And you see this pale, bulbous flesh flicker in her mouth. Uh, and you can see something bulging at her throat as well. But you notice now... As you're beating her face down, it's almost as if you're compacting clay around the true form that lies underneath. And a shape takes form. And it's a shape that you recognize from the canopic jars that you saw in the Temple of Arendt's Nefis. It's this kind of anthropoid, pale, bulbous shape. It's the shape that you saw these thousands of figures emerging from the city below in this cathedral that you found beneath the tomb of Arendt's Nefis. And it seems like Angela's face is, is compacting into this shape itself. And you begin to slam it into the snow and drive your fists further into it until it just breaks apart. And, and, and then you come to your senses and all you see is just it, the, the broken face of what was once a beautiful woman just completely splayed open with the force of your massive fists in the snow. Uh, you gain 40 dread. Mm. You notice that uh, tears have been streaming from your eyes, unbidden, without your without your noticing. Um, I scream the loudest <laughs> scream. <laughs> so, Cornelia, Dorothy, Joy, you hear a loud scream echoing through the wilderness. Sebastian, Sebastian's chasing Angela Gresley. Come on, let's go. I'm gonna start running towards yeah, I'm the screams. Start running yeah, as well. Sure. Yeah. You find Sebastian on his hands and knees, hunched over this horrifically broken body of Angela Gresley. Sebastian, my God, are you okay? What happened? Uh, I don't think I can say anything. Oh my I think goodness. my head is bowed I I just and rest I'm just my, mumbling. <laughs> rest my hand on his shoulder. Thank you for rescuing me. Oh. <laughs> Joy, uh... Make a constitution check. 17. So uh, your stomach rumbles a little bit. OMG, no. guys, no. And yeah. you start thinking back to how relieved you were and how satisfied you were to have knocked all the chemicals off of that table. But then it's almost like a burp, but a burp that leaves a flavor in your mouth. And it's the distinct flavor oh of this God. kind of malted citrus and a sense of horror overwhelms you as you feel your stomach tighten a little bit, but then it unclenches and you feel fine and you're wondering if you imagined it. <laughs> I'm so scared, guys. The body of what used to be Angela Gresley lies pulped on the snow under the kneeling figure of Sebastian St. Battenberg. Cornelia Cavendish flinches from the sight while Dorothy Taylor instinctively reaches a protective arm to Joy Dutton Cavendish. Abject terror is etched onto Joy's young face and Dorothy feels a powerful and new sense of resolve. Whatever evil has taken root in her life and the lives of her friends, it will not be easily defeated. Joy opens her mouth as if to speak 
to explain, but Dorothy hugs her before she can say anything. She holds her close and reassures her with a smile, saying that whatever may come, the four of them will face it together, and that in the end, goodness and light will always prevail. And in the fragile light of a cold and reluctant dawn, Joy almost believes her. You've been listening to The Butchers of Goose Lake, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. This is the end of The Butchers of Goose Lake. If you enjoyed the adventure, please rate and review the show on iTunes. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.